Welcome to the Ridley College Chapel podcast. Our mission is to equip men and women for God's mission in a rapidly changing and increasingly complex world. For more information, visit ridley.edu.au. And what striking words. What precious gifts from God, these words in the prophet Habakkuk. Words you will need one day for yourself or for someone else. How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen, or cry out to you violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I'm to give to this complaint. The righteous person will live by his faithfulness. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. And what words will God give us in this chapter? Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day, in our time. Make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. Your work. Lord, not my work. I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. This prayer, in wrath, remember mercy, should often be in our minds and on our lips. For our nation, a nation which has turned away from God to serve mammon. In wrath, remember mercy. For our treatment of indigenous people. A friend of mine who's a Presbyterian minister was brought up on a farm uh, just over the border in New South Wales, and remember sitting on the front veranda with his father and a friend of his father talking about the old days when on a Sunday afternoon they'd go out shooting blacks. And the big question in Australia, of course, is would that pass the pub test? The answer is it did in those days. In your wrath, remember your mercy. 
for our cult of self-creation. Having abandoned God the creator, we now create ourselves, our own reality, our own identity, our own selves. And we inflict this practice on our children. In wrath, gracious God, remember your mercy. Churches in Australia serving satisfaction, not sacrifice. Satisfaction, not service. Turning away from the Bible and the gospel and the glory of Christ. Forgetting God's global gospel plan. Or lack of godly vision. In wrath, remember mercy. A good friend of mine, a Ridley graduate, of course, former missionary, turned his back on God for many years and lived a scandalously ungodly life. Thirty years later, God has miraculously restored him to faith and obedience and to a richly effective ministry of evangelism. In God's wrath, he remembered his mercy. Church in Perth, which lost its way, lost the gospel, lost the glory of Christ in which the ministers systematically sexually abused the parishioners, was miraculously reformed renewed and re-energized by God because one woman in the street prayed that God would reform and revive that church and God has done so. In God's wrath, he remembered his mercy. In wrath, remember mercy, because our world is a needy place. Please, gracious God, send gospel messengers to every land and every people. For only those who trust in the blood of the Lamb will be saved from the wrath of the Lamb. For your mercy's sake, raise up gospel workers for every place. And in your own life, if you don't know God's great wrath, you will not know God's great mercy, will you? And if you don't know God's wrath, you will not know God's even greater mercy, will you? If you don't know your sin, you won't know your Savior, will you? In wrath... Remember mercy. Then in verses 3 to 15, the mighty God, the wonderful warrior, who brought his people out from captivity in Egypt, God's great victory, God's great rescue of his people. In our day, make these known. Do them in our day. 
In your wrath, remember your mercy. This wonderful vision of the God of the Exodus. A song given in Deuteronomy 32. Now a new song in Habakkuk chapter 3. God came from Teman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens. His praise filled the earth. His splendor was like the sunrise. Rays flashed from his hand where his power was hidden. Plague went before him. Pestilence followed his steps. He stood and shook the earth. He looked and made the nations tremble. The ancient mountains crumbled and the age-hold hills collapse, but he marches on forever. I saw the tents of Cushan in distress, the dwellings of Midian in anguish. Were you angry with the rivers, Lord? Was your wrath against the streams? Did you rage against the sea when you rode your horses and your chariots to victory? You uncovered your bow, you called for many arrows. You split the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and writhed. Torrents of water swept by. The deep roared and lifted its waves on high. Sun and moon stood still in the heavens at the glint of your flying arrows, at the lightning of your flashing spear. In wrath you strode through the earth and in anger you threshed the nations. You came out to deliver your people, to save your anointed one. You crushed the leader of the land of wickedness. You stripped him from head to foot. With his own spear you pierced his head when his warriors stormed out to scatter us, gloating as though about to devour the wretched who were in hiding. You trampled the sea with your horses, churning the great waters. Lord, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. So here is God's answer to Habakkuk's dilemma. God will judge Babylon. Verse 16. I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. And verse 17. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice. This is not just about rejoicing in difficult times, though that's a challenge for all of us. It's about rejoicing in the worst of times when the curse, the covenant curse of God comes on his people. Deuteronomy 28. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all the commands I give you today, the Lord God will set you high above all the nations on earth and all these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed, the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. 
However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I'm giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. You'll be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and your kneading trough will be cursed. The fruit of your womb will be cursed. The crops of your land, the cows of your herds, and the lambs of your flocks, you'll be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. God will send on you curses, confusion, and rebuke in everything you put your hand to until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking him. Yes, God did judge his people as Habakkuk had prayed that he would do. And God did judge his people by sending the Babylonians. But even while God's people are under God's judgment, even while they face God's wrath, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. What marvellous gospel confidence when the wrath of God is raining down around you to rejoice in, in the Lord, to be joyful in God my Saviour. Not just trusting in the Lord, not just hoping that God my Saviour will do something good at the end, but even now in the midst of God's wrath and judgment and the curse of God, rejoicing in the Lord and being joyful in God my Saviour. At the beginning of the chapter, the prayer was, in your wrath remember your mercy. Here the confidence is, in the midst of your wrath and judgment, I will rejoice in the Lord. Why will I rejoice in the Lord? Because I will be joyful in God my Saviour. And not only that, not only saved, but secure. Verse 19, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. No longer in danger of sinking into the quicksands of frustration, doubt and despair. And Habakkuk's song becomes the song of the people of God. Imagine you come to a turbulent river which you have to cross. But some kind and thoughtful person has provided stable stones across the river. And you can see that if you just put your foot on one stone after another. You will make it to the other side. Step on these stones one by one to arrive safely on the other side. Follow Habakkuk's nerve-wracking journey of faith. But God's people must follow Habakkuk on his journey from fear to faith, from judgment to joy, from doubt and despair to delight, from chaos to confidence, from terror to trust, from frustration to faith. 
I urge you to remember this book, this message, these precious words of God. One day you will need them for yourself. Self. And on many days you'll need these words for others. We stand to pray together.